Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying the study of John, the glory in the study of John. I know that you are getting to the end of your study for the month of June. Our podcast is coming up. I want to take just a few minutes tonight. Nothing original with me, of course. People have been surveying and commenting on the miracles of Jesus for centuries, but just some reasons that rise to the surface why we should accept the veracity of the miraculous Jesus Christ. You know, our study has been from John 1, a thesis was made, and that is that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. The book of John has shown us over and over glorious, irrefutable signs, wonders, miracles, proving the thesis of John chapter 1 that he was deity. And then the reason for this glory being shown and manifest through the miracles is given at the end of the chapter when John said, these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. That makes it personal for me. That makes me love the book of John because it promises me, Cindy Colley, life. What are some of the reasons why we should believe in the miracles of Jesus? These are not original with me and these are not exhaustive. But one reason is that thousands, countless thousands of people, multitudes sometimes, sometimes just small numbers of people, But Jesus didn't do his miracles in secret. Many people witnessed the miracles. That's why in Acts 2, Peter could say he had done these wonders and signs. And then he could say, as you yourselves also know. Don't you know that Peter would have been driven off the temple ground if these people who were largely enemies of Christ could have refuted the miracles, but they could not because multitudes of people had seen them. They weren't done in secret. That's the first reason. Another reason is that even those people who were very much against Jesus, who very much wanted to deny that he was the son of God, confirmed his works. Now, they didn't go out and preach, come listen to Jesus because he can do miracles and he's the son of God. That's not how they confirmed them. They confirmed them in conversations among themselves saying, what are we going to do with this man? Because he's obviously doing miracles. He's a threat to us. People are going to go after him and they're going to forsake following us. There's going to be an insurrection and the Romans will come in and take our place. You know, that's exactly what happened in the chapter we've been studying in John 11. These men, Pharisees and chief priests who were enemies of Jesus were saying, what are we going to do with him? People are going to follow him because he's doing notable miracles and signs. Another reason you should believe in the miracles of Jesus is because they weren't just recorded by the writers of the Bible. They were recorded in external writings as well. 
I would note the writings of the historian Josephus. He mentioned Jesus as being one who was a doer of wonderful works. Well, that Greek word is paradoxa there, having our glory word even in the word that he used. He's a doer of many wonderful works. It wasn't just the New Testament writers that recorded about the wonderful works of Jesus. A reference to Jesus' works is also in a section of the Babylonian Talmud uh, known as the Sanhedrin Tractate, where Jewish leaders of the day wrote. And this quote is found there. On the eve of the Passover, Jesus was hanged. For 40 days before the execution took place, a herald went forth and cried, He's going forth to be stoned because he has practiced sorcery and enticed Israel to apostasy. Well, before he was hung, even those Jewish leaders who hated him had put out a decree and they had called those wonderful works sorcery. Now, we didn't expect those enemies to call them the miraculous, but they acknowledged there that something was going on. And we read about that decree in John 11. We read that Jesus went away to um, a place of anonymity, a place of refuge in between the time that Lazarus was raised and the time that he was crucified. And we even studied this month about all the instances of the word glory in between those two passages while Jesus was in relative anonymity and refuge. They were looking for him. They had put out a decree. If you know where he is, you let us know because we're ready to crucify him, to have him. This sorcery, quote unquote, stopped even his enemies. And then even other extra-biblical writers confirmed his works. Another reason you should believe in the miracles of Jesus is because the Bible writers claimed to be writing truth. They never claimed to be ever including mythological content mixed in with the real. And that is important because even when we read Jesus presented himself alive after his, his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen of them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's in the first chapter of Acts. When Paul was arguing the case that Jesus had been raised from, from the dead, he gave proof. He said he was seen by Cephas and then by the twelve in 1 Corinthians 15, 5 to 8, and he talked about the many people who had seen Jesus. The apostles and the writers of the New Testament went about to offer proof. And in fact, they did offer proof that the people of their day accepted. And note that these people who were New Testament Christians accepted this proof even to their own peril. They obeyed the gospel knowing that they would receive persecution for doing so. We're not talking about myths. We're talking about the New Testament writers offering good and solid proof. And of course, that would be a long discussion in itself. And then we think about the nature of Jesus' miracles. They were not uh, flippant. They were not 
ludicrous. This wasn't, oh, I want to say circus type tricks, things that would uh, sleight of hand kinds of things, or even overboard types of miracles. But Jesus' miracles were many and various and showed power over certain entities that it was important to prove power over, power over nature. He showed that, of course, when he fed the 5,000 and when he uh, withered the fig tree and when he calmed the storms, power over the devil. Many times we have him demonstrating power over demons, power over sicknesses, of course, in all of the healings that we've even seen in the book of John, power over death itself, the raising of Lazarus, the raising of the son of the widow of Nain, and of course, the resurrection of Jesus Christ himself. These miracles were not flippant tricks to awe and amaze a crowd. These were legitimate irrefutable miracles that against which no one could really have an argument. I mean, when Lazarus had been in the grave four days and then he walks out, nobody could say, oh, I believe that was just a trick. His miracles were varied, varied, and his miracles were the kind of miracles that weren't silly. And they were certainly the kind of miracles that are not being done today. They weren't some nebulous ache or pain or some kind of growth inside the body that no one could see and the claim being made that that growth was removed. These were things, always, things that were obviously supernatural and obviously were confirmed miracles. People could testify to their veracity because they could see a man who had been blind from birth come seeing. They could see food for 5,000 people from a little bitty basket of food. They could see he spoke words and the tempest stopped. He, they could see a widow's son being dead, lying on the, on the bier on which they carried him. They could see him get up and walk. You should believe in the miracles of Jesus because of their very nature, because of those who witnessed those miracles, because of those who were his enemies who had to confess those miracles, and because of their being recorded by numerous extra-biblical writers. I want to just challenge you if you've not studied the miracles of Jesus in the New Testament, and if you have doubts about the Bible being the Word of God, I would challenge you to a deep study of the miracles of Jesus. And I would pray that your heart will be open as you study those miracles to the amazing evidence as it's presented to the very fact that we know the reason these things were done, 
that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing we might have life through his name. I hope that you will study, and I hope that you will study not just the miracles themselves, but those who confessed to the miracles. And the fact that New Testament Christianity was born during a time of extreme persecution, and yet the apostles were willing to risk their very lives, in fact, have their lives taken because they believed in the truth of the miracles of Christ. They believed him to be the Son of God because of that manifested glory. I hope that you're having a good study in the book of John. We're about to wind that up and move to something else. But I think it is amazing to, it's an amazing faith builder to study through the book of John. It's thesis in John 1. It's glory throughout the book. And then it's conclusion that is for you and me that we may have life through his name. Have a great day.